0: I'm Brendan, founder of Litter Crew.
1: And I'm Mike, co-founder of Able Ebenezer Brewing Company.
0: Each week, we have a beer while discussing current events and latest trends.
1: This is The Stimulus Podcast. Welcome to The Stimulus Podcast. We are recording this episode Wednesday, March 24th, and this episode is brought to you by frizzlit.com, book clubs and reading parties for artists and thinkers. Starting March 29th, on Monday nights, they'll be doing Slaughterhouse Five, and then Thursday night, starting April 8th, they'll be doing a live reading of Hamlet. That's frizzlit.com, F-R-I-Z-Z-L-I-T.com. We are also brought to you by Able Ebenezer's bringthebeers.com. Beer arrives direct from the brewery, cold, ready to drink. Same day delivery. That's bringthebeers.com. Speaking of beer, Brendan, how do you like this beer that we're drinking from Switchback Brewing? This is Karsten.
0: Karsten, I'm so pumped. So if you remember episode 23, I believe, we talked to Megan, regional sales rep for switchback. I asked uh, I asked some of our audience, you know, what we should try. And Megan showed up at the brewery and had a case of Karsten for me. She
1: showed up. And That's what it sh- takes.
0: She did. That's what so life's She had about. a yeah, she had a 12 pack of Karsten. And this beer is is very damn good. It's exactly what I'm looking for in a lager that i loggered six weeks for the ultimate clean crisp taste.
1: That's what you get out of it. This is really good twelve ounce cans
0: this is a a great beer. I think this is a great summer beer it's it, It's just it it does ha, it has a nice crisp t- taste to it though it really does it, it it's very solid yes, it does no it, and like i I love switchback. I love what they're doing hundred percent employee owned which I think is awesome. Uh, They've been around for so long, and they're they're a staple in the craft beer community at this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, when Megan came out, I remember she mentioned that Karsten has its own Instagram, and it's basically like the little flash animation, basically like Gumby of Karsten (laughs) doing different things during quarantine. And so I've been following Karsten since then, so... It's, this is actually my first time trying it though. So I've been like following <laughs> this little cans Instagram, like he goes to the gym and he paints a picture and he runs for beer. And... Carson
0: hiked a mountain today. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: basically, so I have this emotional attachment to this thing that I've never tried.
0: Hey, and I mean, we're gonna drink it and you know, see if it lives up to that hype. Yeah, I mean, Megan, Megan talked a high game about it. And I mean, I have high praise for it because I've had it before, but I'm, I'm excited that this is the beer of the episode. Like, once again, shout out to Megan if you're listening. Dude, you freaking rock. But we're going to go, we're just going to jump into it today. Overrated, underrated. I got a couple good ones. I, I, I don't know. I was laughing too hard when I was writing these, but we're going to start off nice and easy for Mike and, and barley wine. It's your Ooh. dog's name plus wine. So
1: <laughs> that's true. I'm going to go overrated. No. Yeah. But it's just a little sweet for me. It's, yeah. That's not just, it's just not really my thing. That's all.
0: I completely agree like uh if we were rating barley wine i'd give it a two just for the fact that it's it's not my style of thing like it i think it's a little overrated but that's my opinion as well i i think uh the next one we're gonna jump into is barrel aged beer
1: ooh the answer to that one is depends depends on the style sometimes they get like people just nail it actually the brewery that got me into beer was stone brewing okay And I remember having a barrel-aged sublimely self-righteous. Okay. And it was so good. Like, I loved it. And, of course, it could be, like, one of these things where, you know, your your memory of something is not as good as, you know, what your (laughs) taste is at now. Because, obviously, tastes evolve over time. But I just have a very distinct memory of having a barrel-aged version of that and loving it.
0: Yeah, and I... I I'm kind of the same way. I think it's probably properly rated. It's not overrated or underrated because there I've had really good barrel-aged beers before and I've had ones where I'm I have a sip and I'm like I'm never going to drink that again. And it's not and I think it's cuz sometimes for me the barrel-age it really it, it makes it boozy. I mean, that's, you know, the point of it, but there's sometimes where I just I don't think certain beers should be barrel-aged.
1: Yeah, I guess I, I don't really get excited for it. Right. If I, if I see something that's barrel aged, I'm not like, oh, here we go. Like, this is going to be great.
0: Yeah. Like, I was at a, a brewery last week and they're like, yeah, we have this barrel. I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. It's <laughs> like, I did not, not that it, it, it might be great, but I'm just like, it's not always my thing. And I know it's normally a higher ABV and right. normally got to drive.
1: And not to mention, you're usually paying a premium for it. Oh, yeah. So that's usually not where I want to you know, <laughs> bet my money. I'll, I'll say it that yeah. way.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Next one, we got a uh, seafood. Just in general, there's no specific just seafood in general.
1: Overrated. I'm I'm not really a seafood person.
0: Well, you, oh, I forget. Yeah. You're not a food guy in general. Plus my
1: wife is allergic to shellfish. Wait, really? Yeah. And so it you know, cross-contamination is okay, like she really has to ingest it, but I don't want to like kiss her and, you know, you know, maybe there's like lobster in my mouth or something like that. You know, just it's just better nah, to stay yeah. away from it. Like I don't love it that much that I'm just going out of my way to eat it all the time. I know it sucks because she moved out here from California <laughs> and the best thing about New England is, you know, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, yeah, I can't do it.
0: So I have a question then for you about that. I know you and Caitlin like wine. You guys are wine drinkers. Yeah. Um, does she ever get an allergic reaction from wines? Because there are wines that use certain um what it is, uh, It's shellfish in it. Um, That's kind of interesting. I never heard that with uh, shellfish, though. Yeah. The only reason I knew that was because one of my uh, best friends' moms used to make homemade wine, and she started getting allergic reactions from her wine. And she realized, I'll figure it out before the end of the episode, but what she was putting into the wine was it had shellfish in it. And her doctor, when they were going through, like, your diet and, like, what could it be? The the mainstay was that homemade wine with the s- shellfish in it
1: interesting huh. yeah Never know, heard of so that. you
0: have to look into it all right next one we got wedding hashtags
1: i like wedding hashtags yes yeah, so cool. <laughs> we came up with one what is I, it uh, dude i can't remember <laughs> dude, i i worked so hard to remember the date that i got married
0: yeah well <laughs> Don't i not mean, ask me
1: about the wedding hashtag
0: all right that's fair so underrated we'll go yeah i'll take that all right taking a bath
1: I must be like the most miserable person in the world. I'm like everything's overrated. I'm a shower person. Okay. And that's actually where I do not agree with my wife. She's very much a bath person and I'm like got to go in alone. Like not my thing. If if I lived in a house where I didn't have a bath at all, I'd be happy. Well, I'll take that back. If I didn't have a dog, I'd be happy just <laughs> never having a bath. In my house.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. What about a jacuzzi tub? Just, no,
1: just give me like the big shower, like oh with the multiple, multiple heads? heads, like just spray me with water. You know, I think it's more like, are you a lake or a river person? I feel like river people like the showers, and the lake people like the baths. <laughs> uh, that, that's my theory on that. Ironically, you know, like I'm probably water. a lake person. <laughs> are you? And you like baths?
0: I do like baths.
1: So they're underrated for you?
0: I think baths are underrated. The only thing I will say though is. If you're a person who takes a bath without taking a shower first, you're sick. <laughs> you got to clean yourself off before you're going to go sit in your filth. I don't,
1: I'm the opposite. Like I would rather take a bath cuz I'm not it, putting my head under, but then I need to rinse off because I'm sitting in my filth.
0: Okay, so anyway, okay, so
1: I see your point. I see your point.
0: So it's double. All right. So my routine would be shower, bath, shower. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah I'll buy that. Okay, cool. At least for in agreement. All right, last one we got selfies with orphans overseas. Uh,
1: I'm (laughs) not sure what the backstory is on this. All right, What happened with that?
0: All right. I just think it's crap when people go and they're like, oh, I'm doing a service trip. And they just, all it is is their Instagram and Facebook or Twitter feeds. And it's just selfies with them with orphans. And it's like, yeah, I get you're going over there to do something nice. And if you are like, and if it's something you're passionate about, it's just like you're taking these selfies. But if it's like build this, clout I guess you would say like look I'm a good person check out these orphans you know and like I've seen that way too often I've heard of these stories of celebrities and people going over and being like oh pretending be humanitarians and like, oh, I we'll want to help. You know, help these. I'm people. sorry,
1: they're actually over there and they're with the orphans. How are they pretending to do anything? <laughs> You're like sitting on the couch, like oh, assholes pretending <laughs> to care. I'm
0: just saying, hey, I'm, I'm over <laughs> here being true. I'm, hey, I, I, I tell I, the <laughs> truth.
1: Yeah, I might be a miserable fucking person, but at least I'm truthful about it. Jeez, dude.
0: I'm just, I, I've been overseas and I've, I've done work with not uh-uh. orphans. Can't but... change
1: me. Can't change me. You so, don't like it? Get out of my way! Get out of my life!
0: So for you, it's underrated. Yeah, I'm just
1: saying they're like actually they're doing it. Well, what and, if
0: they're not? What if they're just taking pictures? They're saying they're doing it. I mean,
1: that's <laughs> not showing true. up is half the battle. That's what I heard.
0: Uh, okay, I'll give you that. I will I not will to give mention.
1: You that. They are bringing it to the attention of people. I mean, it's okay. better. It's better than like flying to Los Angeles and like taking a selfie in front of a pink wall. I mean,
0: that's fair. Or like taking a picture with like a homeless guy and being like, "Look, I met this guy today."
1: <laughs> you gotta at least give him the benefit of the doubt.
0: All right, I'll give him the benefit. Just of the by doubt. the
1: nature of being a celebrity, like you have to do something. You have to do things publicly, otherwise, no one would know who you are.
0: All right, that's fair. That that's fair? fair. I still think, yeah, that's fair. no, no I'm gonna go with that's fair. <laughs> I'll All right. reserve the rest of my thoughts. <laughs>
1: And I actually just looked up what our wedding hashtag was. It was uh, hashtag love at frizz site.
0: Lo- oh, yes. I like the play on words you just did there. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Last no. name's Frizzell. Here we go. Oh, and I found all right. So the wine ingredient is that's made up of exo- exoskeletons of crabs, shellfish, shrimp, and other crustaceans. It's called chitocin, and it's a sucrose polymer that's used as a finishing agent with, with white wines. So it's the finishing agent that you put in. So a lot of times, people who are allergic to shellfish, if there's chitizen in the wine, that's what can cause the allergic reaction.
1: Yeah. Well, in other news, I got vaccinated. Whoa! I got my first Moderna shot, so I'm feeling good about that.
0: What pre-existing conditions do you have, not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was a veteran. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. that's fair. That's, yeah, yeah. There's
0: enough conditions you probably have then. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: however they stagger things yeah, uh, for the VA hospital, they just opened it up, and nice. I just figured the more people that get it, the better, and you know, the faster you can roll things out, the better. So
0: that's awesome. My uh, my fiance also she was vaccinated this weekend because she's a teacher down in Massachusetts, and part of that is they had to get the vaccination, so it yeah. came available, and she got it right away. She got yeah. Pfizer though.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean. Y- it doesn't matter. They don't ma- give you a I, yeah. say.
0: They, yeah, they don't care. Like, it's whatever they give you.
1: Yeah, I I was actually half expecting the Johnson and Johnson because it seemed like once they announced that that one was coming out, it seemed like the vaccination started really really ramping like, up, but yep. uh, you know, I'll take whatever they can get. I got I got to go back for the second one, but I'm excited, you know, I'm excited, you know, to travel again. I'm excited just to just go out to restaurants and not be too worried about what kind of things I can Yeah know get you know i'm i'm not afraid that i'm gonna die or something like that but you keep hearing about these
0: horror stories horror
1: stories about lingering effects and i actually just read in in the uh the wall street journal about the texas roadhouse ceo uh kent taylor 65 years old and he ended up committing suicide because Mm. of uh tinnitus you know ringing in his ears
0: which sucks
1: yeah and I realized that they don't know 100% that it was caused by COVID, right. but it was one of these things that he got it, and then uh, the tinnitus basically persisted once he recovered from COVID, which seems to be uh, a more common theme. Obviously, new virus, we don't re- really know all the effects, but I think we keep seeing these neurological effects that are prolonged you know, rather than just that two-week period. You have a cough or something like that. Um, it's just kind of crazy to me.
0: Well, and, and to go off that real quick, I don't know, like if you're listening and you don't have tinnitus, thank God do not listen to loud music for long periods of times. Cause I know Mike and I have been talking about this all week. I have tinnitus and I think it's, I think it's from listening to loud music in my car, honestly, and going to concerts and festivals and not wearing the proper ear protection and I get this ring in my ear sometimes and it it is so naggingly annoying. It's almost like not debilitating for me. Like it's not debilitating, but it's annoying enough where I I wouldn't be able to fall asleep if if I have that ring in my ear. Right. And I know you were talking about, it's just like it, it gets to a point where if I had that constant ringing in my ear, I think I'd go crazy.
1: Well, I mean, that, I, that's essentially what happened to him. They were saying that he couldn't sleep for more than two hours in any given night, and it lasted for months. And I guess, yeah, you know, it, obviously, enough is enough. But uh, I don't it's know. Terrible. It, it's just like a tragedy, and you know, he he's like one of these good guys. Like he gave up his salary, like when everything shut down, like he gave up his salary and he, you know, and his bonus, and he, he gave his salary of the last year to frontline workers, donated five million dollars to help employees from texas roadhouse so i mean he, you know he was a good guy it's just like sad to hear that someone who was taking this seriously is just like a victim of it and it, it's just i don't know and well, it, like such a way to go because i i you know every once in a while i've ringing for my ears from my time in the army and i remember one time pretty recently that it you know usually it lasts like five or ten seconds And for some reason, it lasted for, you know, like two minutes. And it was just long enough that I started to panic about it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, if this keeps going, like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I I literally just started having, like, a freak out moment, you know, internally. You know, I'm sitting next to my wife watching, like, Netflix. And I'm like, if this doesn't stop, like,
0: I I don't know what to do. This is
1: terrible. You know what I mean? It sounds like a freaking fire alarm going off you know in like half your head and
0: it's just so and it's it's distracting enough where it's hard to concentrate on anything else it really is like cuz it it it's ringing that loud in your head yeah but but that's like that just goes into that like you're talking about the neurological long term effects of covid which we don't know 100% what they are because at the end of the day this is such a new you know disease um and I, you were talking about, what was it, NIH? Yeah,
1: Congress approved uh, over a billion dollars in funding to research this for uh, the National Institutes of Health, just because they are realizing that this is neurological, and the long-term effects are, you know, they're like very, I mean, they're varied. I feel like with COVID, it's one of these things where it's like, your symptoms could be anything. You know, the most pronounced one is the loss of smell and taste. And for some reason, I, I just thought that was physical, probably, because I thought of if you can't breathe, that's some sort of congestion. Right. And, you know, it took me a while to just realize that when you lose your sense of smell, that's actually a neurological effect.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it, and it is. My, uh, it's my something co- happening with your brain. Yeah, my It doesn't bro- have to do you-
1: with uh, like a physical obstruction of you being able to like get things into your nasal passage.
0: No, you no, you're a hundred percent right. Like I said, uh, m- my cousin suffered a traumatic brain injury, and he lost his uh, sense of smell and taste. It's come back. I think they said like twenty percent. You know, over it's been fourteen years or something since it happened, but it's it's because he had swelling in his brain, and it affected the part that affects your smell and taste. Right.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's essentially what doctors think that the problem is. Obviously, they don't know a hundred percent right now, but they're essentially saying that it's an inflammation of the brain as a reaction to the virus.
0: And, okay, so real quick though, you never got COVID or you never tested positive for COVID because I know we've we've both been tested many times over the past year.
1: Right. No, I never tested positive, but I never got the symptoms during the period that I was supposed to be on the lookout for it. Okay. If you had to ask me, I would have said that January before the shutdown, but that wasn't on anyone's radar just because I did have a persistent cough. Yep. And I I was feeling more of those type of symptoms to the point that I thought that I had gotten the flu twice. I remember you told me that. You're like, I got the flu again. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> I, like it didn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. I, I haven't experienced any of these neurological issues. I don't remember losing my sense of, you know, smell or taste, but- I don't know. It's cold New England. Maybe I did. Well, I don't know. And I remember... Well, <laughs> like, everything sucks mid-January. You're and
0: like, I remember the I'm same I'm just time. depressed. Well, the same time you were sick, I, I remember I got sick, and I actually... I, I took off work for two weeks, and I had a cough for about a month or so, and I just... I, I don't remember losing sense of smell or taste, but I remember I didn't eat for almost almost a week. I, really, I couldn't keep anything down, really, and I had a, a really high temperature and aches and pains and all that, but... I've been, I've had like seven COVID tests. I've always tested negative, so I don't really have those. I, I can't speak from experience, or a hundred percent speaking from experience, Brett. but it must be scary to know that there could be these.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say one thing that makes me wonder now that I've gotten vaccinated with my first shot is they say that if you have been exposed to it, usually the first shot is much worse. Kind of like how they say when you get your second dose, your body has a a familiarity to to the virus and so the fact that i I had zero symptoms with my moderna shot that's awesome like my arm ached you know because they stuck a needle through it but
0: (laughs) outside of that
1: i felt fine you know i it was like my, my wife's birthday i was expecting to be like sorry honey i'm gonna be drowsy and like you're gonna have to like take care of me but i was fine i felt good but yeah the uh you know on the uh, neurological issues the uh, the new york times just came out with an article about uh, northwestern uh, memorial hospital in chicago is actually doing a study on the specific long-term effects and they're only studying people that didn't have to go to the hospital for physical conditions so they they they're really trying to like study like what's going on neurologically but you know some of the symptoms are uncontrolled trembling blurred vision headaches muscle pain dizziness brain fog which is basically you know you forget what you're talking about mid conversation there's actually like one story of a guy who is on his house on a ladder cleaning gutters and he just forgets where he is Jesus. like that, you know how dangerous that is like that is insane to me so well, imagine
0: you're a person like who works with heavy machinery right and that it, and it hits and all of a sudden you're like, where am I? And you're controlling a crane in downtown Manhattan or something. Yeah. That's a very dangerous thing to happen.
1: Yeah. And, th- and they're basically like these doctors are like, you know, these are, you know, young people, 30s, 40s, 50s, and they're like go-getters. They're like in meetings giving presentations and they just forget like what they're talking about, like mid-sentence. Brennan's like, yeah, it's called the indica. <laughs>
0: That's called... <laughs> smoking weed. <laughs> but no, but that's that is like a if they find the study over the next few years that there's something like this that does happen though. That that is that is a little scary to me cuz what if you're non-symptomatic during it but you develop a neurological issue right from from not even knowing you had it.
1: Right. Well, I know uh you also listened to that podcast, but yes. it was talking about the There's this guy, so he's a 50-year-old man. His name's Ivan Egerton, lives outside of Seattle. He's married, he's got three kids. He's actually an adventure photographer doing documentary type of things, former Marine. You know, just the reputation of being calm under pressure. Test positive for COVID, quarantines just like he's supposed to, and everything's fine. He's, you know, in his house, and he gets a call from a telemarketer, and it, like, sets him off, like, this neurological response and he basically becomes paranoid because he's like why is this guy calling me and you know he starts experiencing these psychosis basically and goes to the doctor and they're like you're just tired here are some sleeping pills like go home like sleep it off and you know l- luckily his wife like he confides in his wife like hey something is really wrong with me you know i think they had a friend that was a nurse who calls different hospitals and they're like all right we're g- we're going to get you some like real help. And um I'm going to say it was a couple weeks later. Yep. He, and he takes a, a covid test because obviously his wife can't go into the hospital with him. They give him a covid test. He's still testing positive for covid like weeks later, which is nuts. Which is nuts. And uh and so but that's what sets off these doctors of like, "Oh, maybe this is covid related." And so they take him in, but he he basically has to stay in a psychiatric ward and he 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 keeps thinking like people are after him and he he's kind of ha- like you know it's essentially like schizophrenia it's freaky it's freaky but like the weirdest part to me is he's experiencing these things and the way that he says it is that he's aware though of that it's kind of irrational and he doesn't know why it's happening and he, he basically like equates it to I I know I shouldn't be afraid of this like logically, but the emotion is very real. It'd be like standing on a mountaintop knowing that you're safe, you know, there's a guardrail and stuff like that, but you can't convince yourself that you're not going to fall off. And so you have like this vertigo feeling and like the sphere of heights or whatever it is. So it's like, you know, logically, you know, you're safe, but you, you still feel that feeling that like, I'm going to fall off with this thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and it, the weird part to me too is he, he kind of got better and then he goes home and then he was reading a, a newspaper headline and then it like triggers him again and sets him off and he has to like go back. And, you know, the whole time he's like worried about his job. You know, if you have like a whole psychotic break, you're not going to be worried about your, you know, going back to work and stuff like that. You're right. just going to be like in your zone. But he was like fully aware of like, I'm going to lose my job. You know what I mean? Like I can't go to work if I'm like this, but I also can't stop staring out this window and thinking that like, the car across the street is like, you know, watching me and like waiting to like, you know, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. kidnap just me or something. It's like so strange though. I don't know. The brain is the brain is fascinating like that and it's also scary though.
0: It just baffles me that your brain can do things like that can trick you into believing things that aren't real or seeing things that aren't real or hearing things that aren't real. And it's weird. It's weird too. Cause I'm the type of person where I think everyone lives in their own reality. Like at the end of the day, uh, it's like, I can't explain what I see to someone a hundred percent because you don't, you're not living your life through my lens, you know? Right. Yeah. But I think like we're sitting in this room and we can both agree if we hear a sound. Right, you know what? It, like, I think right. we're both in this reality. We're like, oh, okay, oh, we both saw that. Yes, okay, that did happen. It'd be weird if I'm like, oh, Mike, you should probably tell that person in the corner to leave. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: Right. Well, that's kind of the thing where you're interpreting things with emotion, right? And then that's when the the gray areas start to come in. But actually, this with this uh, Northwestern study, it's uh, it's a little disheartening. No. Sometimes people are like fully recovered in two months. Some people, it's been nine months and counting. Obviously, it's a, it's a new condition that they're studying, so we don't have you know, long, long, long-term effects. But of all the people that have come in, 64% of patients have, reco- have recovered after five months of their initial testing positive for the virus. I mean, 64% after five months, but that's a long time. You know that's a lot different than the two weeks that they give you of like, oh, just stay at home. Yeah, and you'll like, be fine. Yeah, you know, tell me when you don't have a fever. Like there are these underlying things that do affect your your day to day life, and you know just going back to something, you know, you're just like, oh, it's just ringing in your ears. It's like, you know, these these things are, you know, they really affect your quality of life. So I feel like uh, there's probably going to be more scarring, you know, once the uh, the dust settles on this that you know, people are going to be living with some stuff for a long time. So just like me hearing these stories, losing, losing my sense of smell and taste was enough for me. As a beer brewer, I was like, I can't lose those two things. Otherwise, like, what am I doing? Like, I can't, I
0: don't, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be just coming up to all of us. Is this good? I, I, I don't know. Right. I can't tell.
1: Yeah, it'd be worthless. So I've been a little more standoffish. And that's actually, you know, another reason why I'm super excited about getting vaccinated because it's just one less thing I have to worry about. And uh, another interesting thing, though, they do say that something that does help people with these effects is getting vaccinated. Really? That it does relieve a lot of them. So, interesting. Right.
0: Well, and I I think I'm I mean, I'm the I'm the type of person who I'm I'm going to get vaccinated one because I've been reading reports that the European uh, the EU and other countries are saying, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not coming. And right. I like traveling the world, personally. Yeah. So if that's a requirement, I'm going to do it. It's kind of like I had to get malaria and different things when I went to Nicaragua. But, um, you know, if if you don't want to get it, I totally, under, like, I can understand that route too. I understand people look at this as a flu or something like that. And at the end of the day, do what's best for you. But know there, there are... Cases where they it can get pretty serious. And and like I said, we don't know what's going to happen down the line. I was I was saying earlier, mad cow disease was a thing in, in the UK, and I still can't donate blood because I lived in the UK when it was a thing. And there was a case that popped up last year when they were like, oh, it's no, it only has like a 15 year shelf life. And it popped up, you know, 20 plus years later. Right. So I think at the end of the day, it's just being smart. Yeah.
1: Well, I know who's following the protocols. It's Karsten.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: You know, he's doing like his uh, workout at home, all that kind of stuff. He's staying outdoors.
0: I think Switchback's been very on top of protocols. They've done a great job. Karsten has been leading the game. Let's go into a rating, and I'm going to just jump out. I'm saying it's a four and a half for me. Are you saying his
1: Instagram or just the beer?
0: Oh, Instagram's a five. (laughs) Cause it's a it's I actually think it's hilarious. I I wish we did something like that at Able because it is hilarious. It is so cool to see like where Karsten's going. Like it, that is really cool. But for me, I really enjoy this beer. It's almost like it is a very good beer. I for I think four and a half in the summer, four during the winter. <laughs> I'm gonna go three point five. Cool. You know. Yeah, it's better
1: than the uh, the everyday go to. Yeah, I would get a little more excited if I saw this in my fridge. So that's and-
0: what I'm gonna go with. And it's priced very accordingly um, with other beers. Like you're not going to be spending a pr- like a, a pretty penny on this. No, you're, it, it's not. It's not going to break your budget. All right. So I highly recommend it. This is
1: uh, the 2021 early spring. that We're definitely oh, yeah. getting, and we're in. No, this is a good beer for that. So
0: couldn't agree more with that. Yeah,
1: you got to end March with some cars, then. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say.
0: So that yeah. In your march with carson go out it's available all over new england they're probably distributed other places as well or a couple other places but i if you're in the new england area go to your local retailer be a retailer or grocery store and they're probably gonna have it well on that note yeah i'm brendan and i'm mike and this is the stimulus podcast